Welcome to the Energy Update for the week of September 14th, 2020, presented by the Institute for Energy Research. I'm Alex Stevens, and I'm joined by IER's Deputy Director of Policy, Jordan McGillis. Jordan, how are you doing out in California today? I'm doing just fine, but uh, there are a lot of problems in this state, and we're going to discuss a few of them on this show. Okay, well, why don't you get us started then? Uh, What do you have that you want to highlight on the blog for us this week? Sure. Well, as most listeners probably have heard, California and much of the West Coast is suffering from uh, a pretty widespread wildfire outbreak. Uh, It's been very dry and and quite warm this summer, but um, in August in Northern California, there was a tropical depression or something of, of that nature that led to significant lightning strikes, not a super common thing in this part of the country. And a lot of wildfires got started uh, in the middle of last month because of those lightning strikes. Uh, They smoldered, they grew, and um, up and down the West Coast, we've seen really poor air quality. But interestingly, from an energy perspective, we've seen a significant decrease in uh, the light that's coming through due to the smoky haze. And so California, which is Um, increasingly dependent on solar energy is facing potential um, energy production shortfalls as a result. In fact, the the state's solar electricity generation fell by a third as a result of um, this smoky haze that's kind of been sitting over uh, the coastal areas for the last couple of weeks. There's kind of a twofold discussion to be had here. One is those energy implications and um, reminding listeners and of course, to have listeners remind other people that wind and solar energy are entirely dependent on weather factors. If the wind isn't blowing in a particular area at a particular time, or you've got a cloudy day, or in this case, hazy, smoky days, you're going to get less generation from those sources. And as the grid becomes more reliant on those sources, uh, you're just asking for problems. So there's that energy aspect. But then also, there's an, a narrative that has taken grip and is not being challenged nearly enough. And it's that these wildfires in California and the rest of the the West Coast are a product of global warming. Now, there's certainly a discussion to be had there about how um, long-term trends in global atmospheric concentrations of gases and temperatures and uh, shifts in patterns could affect wildfires, but there's an on-the-ground management issue of forests and uh, what we call the wildlife-urban interface that is much more important than than anything happening climatically. Um, And here in California in particular, we have very bad forest management. We've allowed um, a lot of fuel to essentially sit ready to be burned um, in our forests uh, and our hills many of which are are relatively close to cities, particularly um, up in the Bay Area uh, near San Mateo um, and in that stretch that that constitutes the the peninsula of San Francisco. Um, And just to give one data point that I think listeners would find useful in their understanding of of how we can disentangle these fires from climate issues, if you go to nasa.gov, and you utilize their Earth Observatory tool, you're actually able to see a, a log of all fire activity activity globally that's been registered via satellite over the last uh, many decades. And 
honestly, I must admit, I was surprised by this too, but we're actually on a long-term downward trend of area burned each year. From 2003, 2015, there's been a, a fairly steady decline and it's market. You can see a trend line um, that, again, this is NASA. This is a very, very scientific, of course, but also not an, an organization that is in any way ideologically inclined toward agreeing with uh, a, a climate skeptical view of these wildfire issues. It's just a neutral source. And what they're logging is that over the last decade plus, we're seeing less area burning on average each year. Yeah, the uh, that NASA graphic you sent to uh, to all of us here at IR earlier in the week, I think that was you that passed it around. And uh, I was pretty surprised by that too. Does NASA give any explanation for what they think is causing that? Or I haven't or just, studied. Yeah. I haven't studied the issue enough, um, or read through their literature enough to to comment on that. But one thing that they do point out is, uh, or it's just it's good to have a reminder that we shouldn't get too wound up about US politics. 70% um, of wildfires globally occur on the African continent, actually, uh, and it's largely seasonal. And you can see these, these graphics they have um, are just tremendous in, in showing that this is a global thing and we're getting wrapped up in our own local issue, but uh, it's something that has happened seasonally for millennia, and it's really astonishing how small of a blip the U.S. West Coast is on these um, active fire timeline maps that they show. Um, again, 70% of global acreage burned on an annual basis average uh, is on the African continent. Well, it's certainly a, an important point just uh, to always be paying attention to the long-term trends of things and try to exactly. avoid getting, to, to getting reiterate, up, yeah. To reiterate my point and just state it as clearly as I can, looking at the global data, we see that there's not an upward trend in acreage burned on an annual basis. In California, we're seeing some very bad fires and I've seen this increasingly over the last 20 years. And it's reasonable to say that that issue in California is largely because of forest management rather than some sort of runaway climate disaster, as, as many people are being led to believe right now. Yep. And this blog uh, titled California Wildfires Raise the Risk of More Rolling Blackouts can be found on our website, instituteforenergyresearch.org. On the podcast front, there's two things I want to highlight for listeners this week. First is the latest episode of the Plugged In podcast. This week, I sat down with Stefan Hain of the Center for Industrial Progress. He's a resident of Germany, and we discuss Germany's energy transition and their shift away from fossil fuel energy towards renewable energy, uh, the impact that it's had on electricity prices, and he pretty much just gave us a pretty good sense of everything that's going on in Germany's energy and electricity markets. It's a very interesting conversation, so I encourage everybody to, especially in light of what's going on in California right now, uh, listen to that episode as uh, there's a lot of overlap between Germany's energy energy transition and some of the policies that, that have been pursued in California. And then the last thing I want to highlight for listeners is uh, the American Energy Alliance has a new podcast called the Unregulated Podcast, which is hosted by IER and AEA's president, Tom Pyle. Tom co-hosts the podcast with Mike McKenna, and they sit down and discuss a wide range of topics, including things from energy, just sort of day-to-day -day politics with the election, and uh, 
really whatever is interesting and on their minds. That podcast can be found at AmericanEnergyAlliance.org. Thank you for listening. Until next week, I'm Alex Stevens.